Thank you, Holy Spirit. We just thank you for your grace. And we just thank you for the Word of the Lord. We thank you uh, that you wanna speak. And I just thank you for, for hearts and ears to be open. We just thank you for, uh, um, we're in Kairos, a Kairos season. Lord, it feels like we've been Kairos for a while, but yet, Lord, we just thank you. <laughs> we, we, we thank you, Lord, and we just thank you for the sons of Issachar recognising uh, uh, the seasons and the times in Jesus' name. <clears throat> okay. Well, just before, uh, uh, before the meeting, I just watched a quick video clip, The Australian, and the world is going crazy, okay? And not a good kind of crazy. Is there such a thing as a good kind of crazy? There is, okay, so Guy says there is, so there is. If you can go and speak to him later and find out exactly what he means. But um, so, so there's a lot of crazy stuff. So what happened is I just read that, that I, I got to laugh, you know, just how Australians interface with the world. So who knows there's been some laws passed in Bali recently? Yeah, exactly. So there's a new, uh, new food preparation code, so no more barley belly. No, that's not what it's about. So basically, there's some really, really interesting developments because now they've actually uh, uh, stated on a number of levels, there's some new things that, that you can incur jail time. And one of, them, um, one of them is witchcraft. So if you get caught practicing or uh, proselytizing witchcraft or whatever, jail time. Um, and then also as well, they've actually said and something that's now a jailable offense is fake news. Fake news, I just saw this on The Australian. And then what you have is, uh, what else was there? And, 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 and uh, uh, sex outside of marriage. Now that's what got the Aussies upset. Okay, this is an injustice. Oh, the unrighteousness of it all. You know, because you know how we have our phone morals over here. Anyway, so, um, but, the, but the interesting thing, the whole thing, sex outside of marriage, is a complaint-based system. We're talking, so, we, 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 the, 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 that being open for absolute abuse, which it will be, we are seeing things changing so crazily. If you accuse someone, remember in the, the, what we would call common law, uh, innocent until proven guilty, there are so many, and I'm not advocating for any laws pro or con in this situation, but the world's going crazy. And so uh, um, the Lord, he, he, we know what the Lord's doing. He says he sits in the heaven and laughs, okay? So um, I think that, as I said before, on Tuesday night, we talked about some interesting subjects. And uh, I think we got kicked off uh, seven times of Facebook, so that I could, I, that's divine completion, perfection and rest. <laughs> and so what I wanna do is I wanna talk about, on a practical level, the relationship between the, super, the realm of the supernatural and overcoming what's coming. But I wanna talk about the, the realm of the supernatural because it's easy to get outraged and upset and whatnot, but, but, but it is not by might, it is not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And there's a place where we can engage things. And I'm not buying into this orphan narrative of just making it through. That's never how it works. It never works, so it's about overcoming. It's about taking what Jesus has already done at Calvary and actually seeing it imported into this time-space world. It's not about, it's, it's not about like just, just making, making ends meet. God wants you and I to go to a whole new level in these coming seasons. Can someone say amen? And we need to know practically what it is like to engage the realm of the Spirit. So firstly, we always need, if we, because the realm of the Spirit is based on legalities, 
And we need to know what God's word says regarding prayer and government. So if we can start with 1 Timothy chapter 2, please. It says, therefore, I encourage, first of all, so this is actually like the first priority in prayer life. First of all, that supplications, prayers and intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. And now here's the reason, here's the outcome. God who desires all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. So praying for authorities, we, we, God's original mandate to mankind was to rule and take dominion on a benevolent level, co-ruling with the Lord. And so when the church chooses to live in neutral ground and just pursue lifestyle as opposed mandate, we lose our jurisdiction. We have to know that God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. And so we are called to seek the Lord through His people, a God of love and wisdom and power and kindness to invade this orphan planet. And actually, we need to understand the, 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 the legal, uh, uh, well, the jurisdictional realities. And this is what it says in His Word. It says, we should be praying always for all men and especially for those in authority and who govern so all men can be saved. And so I believe in this next season on a whole nother level, we're going to be engaging that realm rather than just the unsustainable soulish mania. We have to, have to lean into the Spirit of the Lord and exercise our exousia, our authority in Christ. I, I don't think that, 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 I think anything that's happened that we, we don't understand, it's usually because the church hasn't exercised its jurisdiction. And rather than just going, oh, how do we do this? We have to, so what I wanna do is I'm gonna read a passage of scripture that reveals the invisible world. And it's one of the most spectacular passages of scripture and it involves Elisha. And with Elisha, basically, is that he was getting the blueprints of the king's battle plan. So, so Elisha was in the spirit, actually in the king's very own chambers as he's discussing a, a, a strategy to overcome Israel. You know, this is what we're called to do. We are called to hear from the Lord what the strategies of the enemy are to shut them down. Who's in agreement with that? We're meant to hear that rather than go, no, 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 we're just gonna survive and, you know, singing Diana Ross songs or, or whatever that was. And we're meant to, because it's always, there's no neutral, there's no Switzerland or, or Geneva Convention in the spirit. It is either you're doing the Great Commission or you're not. So what happened is that the king said, <clears throat> how is it that Israel always knows what I'm gonna do before I do it? And then the king, and someone said, no, you don't understand. There's a prophet, there's a prophet in Israel and he actually hears everything you're doing and informs the king because the king thought he was being betrayed. So then they said, right, let's go and get this prophet. And this is what happened. So let's just start reading um, from Second Kings, if we can, please. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. Now, isn't that interesting? Because Elijah got caught up with horses and chariots of fire. And now he's seeing there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. 
And a servant said to him, now can you imagine, he'd be freaked out, you know, sort of wake up first thing in the morning. One thing, one thing we don't have, because we live in a very, very industrialised suburban environment, something that happens all around the world, but you don't get in the city in the morning is this sound. Unless you live near, near some Italians, okay? <laughs> you go anywhere in the world and there's a rooster. That's your morning. You wake up and it's sort of like, oh, good morning, you know, going to your double espresso. All of a sudden, whoosh, horses and chariots everywhere. And so, so his servant would have said to him, alas, my master, what should we do? So the prophet said, do not fear. This is very key. For those who are with us, are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Okay. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and he said, strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. And then the story goes is that, that they, like perceptually, they couldn't see. And so Elisha led them straight into a fortified place where they were surrounded by the armies of Israel and they could have been killed. But instead he, he released them out of mercy. They, first he fed them first, fed the enemy first. You go, wow, what a great formula. Let's just feed the enemy. Not, not always. It's according to the word of the Lord. Okay. And so, uh, and then they were released and they never ever raided the land of Israel again in that, in that period of time in history. So the important takeaway is this, is that God says those who are with us in the realm of the spirit are more than those who are with them. The key is that we need to know and or see it. Knowing and or seeing it activates it. So just going, yeah, great scripture. We need to know that when we go somewhere, even if we're the only believer in that environment, that those who are with us are more than those who are with the enemy. You need to know that. The more you get activated and know and connect, it actually starts to manifest to the point where it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. If you're aware of God's presence, God's presence goes before you. And not only that, it says His glory will be your rear guard. This is why we can lean into the fact that God's angelic armies are way superior than anything the enemy can bring or do. We need to know that. This is why it's important. This is why Paul prayed for the eyes of our understanding to be opened. He prayed for us to, to, to know these things. If you know it and or see it, then you activate it. You don't, you don't sweat the small stuff. So I think in this next season, God wants us to know this like never before because it's important that ev to, to, to realise that everything's easy for God. Everything is easy for God. Everything is easy for God. Okay, let's, let, let's, let's quote scripture. Our Lord God, you've made the heavens and the earth by your great power. No thing is too difficult for you. Nothing is too difficult for God. So when we start to lean into that, we activate it. So regardless of what's taking place in the world, God's not stressed. God's not stressed. No, He is alive. <laughs> I don't know why I'm breaking this song. <clears throat> I don't know. Anyway, 
God's not stressed. <laughs> All right. So, and, okay, so this is get, getting down to the, the practice of it. Um, let's do Joshua. Joshua 1, verses 2 to 3. It says here, Moses my, ser- wait. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over the jo- this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. So God says, I am giving and have given. There's a place where, where the Lord says, on a mandate level, He's already done it. But it has to be walked out. This is what happens. It's, you know, Jesus said, I only do, I only do what I see the Father doing. Uh, uh, um, I was chatting with someone recently, and, and, and if you, and this isn't, this isn't a ruse or a cop-out or a deflection, but you think about the need everywhere. Think about the need everywhere. From mental health, financial challenges, to the, like, like everything, you could just go so hardcore, I'm just gonna help everybody. And there is a genuine legitimacy around that. But there's a better way where you only do what the Lord shows you to do, okay? Because uh, then you do that because the Lord at one stage, we're talking like He's just walking the crowds and people are pulling power out of Him. And other times He'd go right out of the, the territory north of Israel and it had this, the Syrophoenician woman whose, whose daughter was demon-possessed. And, and Jesus did what He saw the Father do. And that was to ignore her, to go right out of His way to ignore her, to actually bring a faith response. Whenever you see God moving through Jesus, it's always the Father. Not only, does it, not only is it, I only do what I see the Father do, Jesus said, the very works I do are the works of the Father. So that was God the Father sending Him out into that region. And so we need to be and develop, I'm not saying just sit on our blessed assurance until we have a vision. We, we, have, to, we have to, you know, the Logos, we have to bear witness, we have to love, we have to serve. And then we come into that place in the Holy Ghost where you're in rest and He's doing it. And you know what? It's great to, to do things for God, but it's way better to do things with God. Way better, more fun, easier, sustainable. And the beauty of those is you can never take any credit, never. So what you do is that He gets the glory, but you end up hanging out with Him and having that fellowship. So, so we're talking about going into the land I have given you and the land I am giving you. So there's a place where God requires movement. If you can't get people to move, if you can't get people to move, nothing will happen. This is why we say stand up, raise your hands, uh, lift up your voices, say amen. Because we can so easily go into TV entertainment mode and we assess the information. Whereas it says, you know, uh, uh, amen pretty much means so be it and means that I'm going to engage us and actually do it. I'm not just in agreement, but I'm going to do it. So. God said to Joshua, everywhere where your feet have, have, have trod, I'm giving you, I have given you the land and I am giving you. So I feel in my spirit recently, God speaks to me about this, about actually wherever the soles of our feet land, we can claim the land. I feel a release in my spirit. When we first came here, people go, should we do prayer walks? And I just went, I go, I'm not, <laughs> you know. And you've got to understand, this is just me. Now this is me, this is me, my opinion. 
I have my fair share of cultural cringe, especially with weirdos. I don't want people flagging out, doing, like, that's just, that's me, that's not the Lord. If you've attached your faith to His banner over me as love and it looks like a big sort of, you know, line on the end of a stick, I'm okay with that. But a little bit of cultural cringe, gotta manage that, especially if it's not anointed. If it's not anointed, we're gonna bin it. But I didn't feel any release to do any of that here. I don't know why, because it's a spirit-led function. But I wanna explain some things is that probably, oh my gosh, 12 years ago, the Lord told me to do this. We moved into a, we moved into a building called the Dame Roma Mitchell building in, in Golden Grove. And the atmosphere was terrible. It was just the chaos. We, 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 we were assigned someone to give us access to the music equipment. Like it was so demonic. One of the things a demonic does is, 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 is confuse, twist and divide. We go in this building, we've got this young guy who's gonna help us out. No worries, in the first meeting, he's not there. He decides to go to Victor Harbour. So now we're in the very first meeting. I don't even know if we had a PA. So you, you know, I want you to imagine how much my wife would love this. Is there's a, a stage that was quite raised, like, like, you know, and it's like, Rach, this guy's not even here. We don't even know what's going on. You're gonna have to stand on the stage on your own and lead everyone and sing a cappella. And when all else fails, hallelujah, hallelujah. I've seen God do miracles of that, but that is a last resort. <laughs> that was our first meeting. Make sure it's not too wordy. It was just, it was, it was disastrous. It's such a heavy atmosphere and um, uh, and after a few weeks, it was just so much warfare. And the Lord said, I want you to do a prayer walk. So this is at Golden Grove. And then what we did is we actually like, we'd meet on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. We go, all right, we're gonna do this prayer walk. And there would have been maybe 20 of us to start with. I don't I can't remember. Anyway, it wasn't just the actual block of the school. It was like it had all these facilities and it took probably half an hour to 40 minutes to just walk around the whole thing. We just say to people, listen, I want you to connect with the Lord. I want you to connect in faith. Your physical body is the Lord's body. And I want you to claim the ground and just thank you for open heavens. Thank you for the move of God. Thank you for a spirit of outpouring. So we do it. Now, when I first started doing it, I felt zero presence of God. Okay, but I, I know what got released in my spirit. <clears throat> so we did that first time. And, and we did two laps. And I only started feeling the presence of God towards the end of the second lap. So you're just walking like this and... I think, I don't know what the weather was like. I knew it was during winter. So anyway, we did that and we did it again and again. And what we found is this, is the anointing would hit us earlier and earlier. It's something about carving something out. It would hit us earlier and earlier to the point after two and a half months, this is only once a week, once a week, after two and a half months, what would happen is that we end up just going straight to where the building was and going the, the, the portico and the glory of God would hit us and we'd be drunk out of our minds. And we're just like, whoa. And I remember teachers coming out, is everything okay? And they're just singing, ah, ha, 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 you know, because there's kids doing sports practice over here. And 
We really, I, I, I remember, I remember the school was under such a demonic attack. I contacted the coordinator and said to the principal, this is who I am, you're renting the building out to me. Um, <clears throat> anything you need in prayer for? I'll pray for needs. We've got a track record of seeing prayers answered. And then there was crickets. So basically, there was, I remember that. So what took place is after f four months, the Lord goes, you're ready, it's done. Remember clearly, and as soon as we went in there, we saw an outpouring. We saw an outpouring. Sometimes the glory would manifest. Sometimes we're talking, uh, people got cured of incurable diseases. Um, Jesus really manifested in healing. People would drive from Mildura in a bus to come to the services. And there was people like, now one of the things, I, I like the fact that God moves differently in, in every season. But we had so much altar call space and it just, there's always people getting slain in the spirit. Here, if you did that, it's like be playing human dominoes and then trying to get up human twister, okay? There, it's just, just bodies everywhere. And I'd have to pull, women had to alarm the building and we're literally pulling people out by their wrists and piling them up outside the building. So we go, you know? And then there was people drunk in the car park, lying on the ground thinking, Imitating a human speed hump. Like it's all funny until someone gets their head squashed. When you, when they, you know, they did their designated driver. So like, ah, you know. <laughs> all of a sudden you can't see their head from the side. You know. <laughs> what? I didn't use things like, I didn't use words like guts and brains and blood. All right, so. And so. I'll never forget though, this is, this is a classic one. This is a classy one. I don't know how we got away with this. Everyone goes, ooh, all right. So, uh, I don't know how. So there was a group of street preachers and they were preaching. But it's a funny story. Okay, I might tell you, let's just take another offering first. I'm kidding. <laughs> How much do you want to hear it? No, no. <laughs> we can do a meeting at the back. Anyway. They were interrupting services all across South Australia and we didn't let that happen at ours. And let's just say we had some bounces in the glory. Do you know that day we were like, we had so much glory. And we just, I'll just say this much. I'll just say this much. I'm being very good, being very considered. We had so much deliverance going on. The glory of God kept people in the services. And you know what happened is that, I don't know how much, many, much deliverance happens in other churches, I don't know. But, because I've never been there. But basically is that the glory is so strong and people so eyes on Jesus, there'd be deliverances breaking out everywhere and no, one's, no one cares or paying attention. It's not so like, ooh, what is this new strange doctrine, right? It's just like, yeah, this happens every week. So these guys come up and I go, how are you going? And I knew that we, I knew the glory was about, Rachel was leading, the glory was about to fall. And what would happen is that we're gonna have communion this morning. This is what happens when you've got to be a floor space. But to get your communion, you've got to go, to a, go through a fire tunnel. A lot of people didn't make it to the communion. So if like, you know, people try to reach out, I'm going. I know it's gonna be a great meeting. And then these guys rock up, Huey, Dewey and Louie. And basically I said, hey, what are you what are you doing here? I'm here to check it out. I went, you know what? 
I actually don't believe you and I don't trust you. In Jesus' name. I thought I said, this is, this is legit everything. And uh, I said, look, I'm gonna ask you to leave. No, nah, we're not leaving. And I knew they were there to create a disturbance. So I asked some very, very wonderful, kind people just to escort them benevolently out the door. Anyway, suffice to say, there's so much glory, it looked like a a rolling deliverance out the door. And no one cared. And they never came back into that service. So basically, we saw so many, many amazing things, but it was because we moved things in the Spirit. You get the Word of the Lord. Prayer walks are no formula. They're no formula. You have to understand the Word of the Lord and that brings jurisdiction. So remember, Daryl and I, (coughs) we're in... (coughs) this really, really amazing place called Tiananmen Square. We're in a hotel, let's go to the Forbidden City. So I'm like, why do you wanna go there? Because it sounds exciting and, uh, and it's forbidden. Um, and so we, we start walking and I, it was super casual, super casual. And then I remember w- w- crossing the road, you've got Forbidden City here, Tiananmen Square over there. And I go, Lord, I just thank you everywhere with the sole of our feet. I barely even got through quoting the scripture and the temperature dropped instantly about five degrees and you'd feel this, like this, and sort of like, hmm. I wonder if we should go back to the hotel. Okay, like this. (laughs) I had no jurisdiction. There was no word of the Lord. You just don't casually do that sort of thing because you're engaging. Technically speaking, you get people go, yep, yep, you know, I believe in that. Fine, if you've got jurisdiction, let me know how that works out. This is why man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God gives strategy. He he reveals jurisdiction. He reveals metron. This is why it's so important, but that was like, it was pure formula. And so what I believe is taking place is that the Lord wants us to lean back into a whole nother level, lean into the jurisdiction that is in this church and actually walk something out. So here we go. All right. Why is it important that you get a prophetic word? I'll tell you why. When God shows you something, when God shows you something, He's revealed, if it's not jurisdiction, it's an invitation for it. You don't just get words and go, cool, you have to engage them. And so, uh, six, seven years ago, I think, I had one of the most crazy dreams of my life and I'll be very, very quick with it, but this is what it was. I was, picking, I was in the future, I was picking up someone from the airport and they were like, I've always wanted to come here. I've heard so many amazing things. And I'm like, you know, it's just cool. It's Adelaide, it's my normal, I know God's moving. But I was driving down West Terrace to turn up North Terrace and this is what it felt like. Adelaide felt like the new New York. It seemed like ground zero for all progress, development, art, culture, engineering, finance, all spiritual things. And I remember just how it felt. And I remember I could see a combination of amazing brand new buildings mixed with heritage buildings. And I was going up North Terrace and I just, wow, Adelaide feels different because for whatever reason, Adelaide is very unique. Um, I've been able to acquire some maps is that Colonel William Light fully surveyed the whole Adelaide Plains and the city centre and people from the UK were buying off the plan. 
It was so, what didn't just happen, it was completely conceived conceptually first. It is very, very unique for a number of reasons, good and bad. But the Lord wants to land here. And so myself, I'm like going, that's amazing. And I shared the dream with the church and I'm like, this is great. I didn't know anything like I know now. But it's, it's actually, it's jurisdiction. It's jurisdiction. So then I was, I was, I was doing a, a, a coffee with, I think, Catherine Crosby Wright. And I'm telling her the dream. And as I'm telling the dream, I go into a full trance vision. Uh, and sometimes too much caffeine can do that. But we was, I think I was on the number one. And I started to see, and the Lord says, he said, I want you to start calling it the highway of holiness. And I'm like, this is amazing, the highway of holiness. And so I then, what happened was, I shared this with Jenny Hager and Revival SA. And I got up. And so not knowing what I know, I'm going, we've got to pray that there, and again, there's some good churches, you know, Holy Trinity in the city and some others, right? So I believe that I believe the jurisdiction is the corner of West Terrace and North Terrace all the way to Norton Summit. Isn't it interesting that, that, that Sir Thomas Playford, pretty much their whole family grew up in Norton Summit. I find that very interesting. I find it very interesting that Don Dunstan lives down, used to live down the road and his wife, ex-wife lived across the road. This is, this, is all, this is all heavenly design. So I remember speaking at Jenny's and going, we gotta pray, we gotta pray that a church is established. And I, again, wasn't disparaging what was already there. We started praying and then 18 months, cause I, I'm like, you know, just, we're just praying for God to do it. And then we end up getting this place supernaturally. And because God wanted to put us right in that place where through invitation of heaven and divine mandate, we have jurisdiction. This is not the sin of presumption. This is not self-exaltation. What happens is that the Lord wants to move in the very heart of government in this state. He has planned to do it. And so rather than the rubbish we're seeing, okay, is that I want to read what, the highway of holiness is about Isaiah 35 verses 5 to 10. Let's put that up. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. For water shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water in the habitation of jackals uh, where each lay. There shall be grass with reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast go up on it. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness. And I believe the Lord is calling us in this season to engage on a whole nother level. We started to, but I can't, you know, no one has the gift of everything. No one's omnipresent. There's a time the Lord says, I want you to, He didn't tell us to do that when we first moved in. I believe in this next season, God's releasing us to a new level of this. Why? Why now? I'm glad you asked. On Tuesday night, we shared a lot of things. They were so exciting that Facebook felt they were against their community guidelines of 
untruth. It was, it was the most ridiculous scenario. People running everywhere and people going, what are you speaking on tonight? Because somewhere, somehow, you know, like someone doesn't want this getting out. And so we had amps here on Thursday night and wow, that was interesting, I'm telling you. But you gotta see things as multifaceted and nuanced. And one of the things that was proven to not work and utterly was a detriment to the fabric of society was a thing called lockdowns. But don't think the lockdowns, oh, fill the ruler, don't think that the lockdowns are about keeping us safe, it was a, it was a, it was a dry run. Because they didn't work. If you have a look what's happening right now, communist China, lockdowns, oh, they've just lifted them. Now again, you know, with what we've seen today, I trust some of these organisations as far as I can spit through a brick wall. Because what happens is this, is that they always gauge the response of the public and they go, oh no, no, we'll back off now, but always to come back. And when people just, I'm just gonna comply, darkness keeps moving, it keeps moving. And so these lockdowns were very, very interesting. So I read on Tuesday night how in 2024, is it tr to be trialled in Oxfordshire in the UK, we're gonna, are going to be climate lockdowns. They're gonna be trialled. You're going, what? If you stay in your home, you will save the planet. It gets better, folks. Are you ready? When you hear this stuff, you'll wanna move to Bali. All right. <laughs> Bali doesn't seem so bad. Okay. You're going, this is, this is not real, it's not workable. Yeah. Hey, wouldn't it be interesting if the next generation come up, you, you, te you terrified them, terrified them with propaganda, and then you drop the voting age. I, it would behoove all of us to study the cultural revolution in China. It would behoove us, okay? Because you start to see how they start to divide and weaponize the different generations. So anyway, you go, how's, it, how's this gonna be done? Well, you'll be thrilled to know that the plan involves asking your local council permission to leave your home. This is, the, this is the trial blueprint. You can leave your home up to 100 times a year, but generally speaking, should only really not travel further than 15 minutes from your house. There will be electronic gates, drones, surveillance, smart meters, and who even knows, there might even be the beginnings or the developmental stages of a social credit system. Why are we engaging, completely seeing Adelaide and South Australia invaded by the angelic realm and the glory? Because we don't wanna do this when we're stuck in our homes. Can someone say amen? It's being trialed. And then I'm thinking, okay, those guys are crackpot academics. No, uh, Nick sent me some stuff last night and some, like, this, is being, this is being discussed in Australia. It's being discussed in Australia. And it's sort of like, you know, I'm gonna repeat something I said on Tuesday night. I've got to inform people at the risk of people becoming afraid. It is not about how's this gonna affect me or that whole, oh, I wonder if we're gonna make it. Wrong, wrong question is what is God doing in the midst of this and how can we partner with the Lord of glory, King of kings and Lord of lords? There is no glory on survival mode.
There's only glory in living for the king and seeing him manifest in impossible situations. But there, this is being built. You're going, oh, oh, it's still drawing the long bow. You'll find it very interesting that the existing state government in the 2nd of June of this year de, de, uh, announced a climate emergency. <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's actually laying the tracks of this, what's taking place. Now, let me just say, go on record as this. We need to look after the planet. We have to get rid of pollution. We can't just be littering everything and, and toxic septic. But you know what? Not all things are as they seem because there's, there's two sets of rules. There's two sets of rules. We need, uh, we need that spirit of discernment. So what I'm excited about is I believe, oh yeah, I think it gets better. So for those who, so we bought, we, we sold one of our, we sold Rachel's car. And, and you know, I really had to pray about that. And then we bought a, a new one. And then we were buying it. They said, this is a really interesting feature because your car has a kill switch that can be activated remotely. So you're somewhere and the authorities can go flick and your car stops there on the spot. And all cars are gonna be or have this feature in them. Yeah, very interesting. Come on church, we can't be asleep at the wheel. We need to get in the glory. We need to see that it's all easy for God, but we have to get on His page. It can't be about survival and how does it affect me? I, I, I tell you what, we can see the greatest harvest of souls in the history of the earth. Can someone say amen? It can't be about, it can't be about survival. It's got to be about seeing God manifest. And where's the safest place? Officially in the Word of God would be Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I'll say of the Lord, He's my refuge, my fortress, my God in Him who I'll trust. And then it says, surely He'll deliver you from the fear, the, the, the fear of the Snowler. <laughs> She'll be laughing for the next hour over that one. All right. So, <laughs> landing the plane. So this is where this is this is the awesome part of it. This is why we've got so many people involved in so many levels of government. Because the enemy has been planning this stuff for a while. And if the church focuses on just surviving, we've missed it. We've missed it. We've missed it. We actually have to see such an outpouring that it actually invades every tier of society, especially the government. Especially, the, our Lord God, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power. No thing is too difficult for you. We're going to finish uh, Joshua uh, chapter 5. It's an interesting one. Can you imagine coming before the Lord and asking him the wrong question? He doesn't go wrong question, he just gives you another answer. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man, the Lord, stood opposite him with his sword drawn and in his hand. This is what's happening now. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? Right? Because he wouldn't be, you know, God, you know. So he said, no. <laughs> Lord, are you for us or for them? No. <laughs> this, is, this is the only place to get set free. If you try and save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for the sake of the Lord, you find it. 
This is, this is the beauty of it. And at the moment, the pressure is forcing us to go the narrow way. It's better to do it this way than live an incredible time of ease and completely be backstead in our heart and give an account to Him at the end of our life. I praise God I'm on the earth now. It says, it says rejoice in the Lord always. Praise Him, lift Him up, magnify Him. So He said, no. We can meditate on that all day and I'll still giggle. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I've now come. And Joshua, here's our response. This is our season. And Joshua fell on his face uh, uh, to the earth and worshipped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? And he didn't give him this strategy. The Lord said this, the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take your sandal off your foot for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. So we cannot allow the orphan spirit to partner with the fierce spirit and takes us out of the will of God. This is why, especially over this summer break, is to rediscover on a personal level, because it won't be happening corporately, <laughs> is that place of worship and knowing God, functioning out of the realm of Zion, functioning in the anointing, because we have to. The minute we make it about survival, we diminish and shrink. But the minute we make it about worship in the Lord, it says he who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And not only does there preservation in your life, but you bring multitudes with you. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Hallelujah. The hills melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. And this is why it's so important. We know that those who are with us are more than those against us. But we need to lean into it in a place of believing and knowing and submitting. So we see it and we manifest it. All sorts of crazy situations. You know the stories, I've been in some very, very, very dangerous places in the will of God. Communist rebels, Southern Philippines, KGB in the meeting at, in, in, in Vladivostok, other places. And you, you're with the Lord. The Lord's not going, well, we better get out of here. Oh, you know, Putin, ha ha ha. Like it's not real. Is this is why we're in this season of magnifying Him. And so on a practical level, some of you guys might want to engage this ASAP. But when you go, hey, day off, I might go for a walk. North Terrace is a good place. Because when you start to engage and start to, you don't have to sort of, we're gonna map the gargoyles in the spirit, you know? It's just start to say, Lord, we just claim this. We thank you for your glory. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the highway of holiness. Thank you for, for, for in, uh, inviting Adelaide Uni. Thank you for the, for, the, for the Lord manifesting physically right in the midst of the Masonic Lodge. It's easy for God. Easy for God. Look at these brand new buildings, Lord God, that they're building for your glory, but they don't even know it yet. Thank you for the new skyscraper. Thank you for worship up there. Thank you, the, the Adelaide skyline is exploding. There was hardly any development. It's sort of like, you go, wow, so describe to me Adelaide, what sort of a, a, a CBD cityscape is it? And you go, it's about 10 years ago, you go, yeah, we've got the Westpac building. Yeah, before that was the Grenfell Centre, what else? No, that's it, it's completely changed. You go up in the foothills and you look, 
There are buildings going after buildings completely as God's already revealed to many of us here. This is why we get to engage from eternity the land I have given you and the land I am giving you. Who's excited? Come on. It can't be about self-preservation. It has to be about others. It has to be about our kids and their kids. Okay, it can't be that selfish orphan spirit because we don't want to live in that place of fear. Put on the pads, please. Grab your communions. Oh, can I have one? Yes, it does sound like we're unwrapping our presents. so much more expansive and greater than yourself you get pulled into that space you get pulled into that space we go what about this this and look all these things will be added to you this is why we live in exciting times are we going to do organised walks we might I know I'm going to start going down there more regularly but there's something about what the Lord says when you go down you pray up and you believe with the prophetic word of the highway of holiness. Read Isaiah 35. It says it's going to be miracles. 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 Go into the steps of parliament. Anoint them. Pray over them. This is where this all, all this stuff is coming. But get excited. Do it, do it smiling. Do it happy. We need the body to engage in victorious warfare and they won't if you look miserable. Would you like to join our prayer group? We're good. We're good. Is there such a thing as a happy intercessor? <laughs> yes. Oh dear, we're getting drunk. All right. Huh. Lord, I just thank you. I just thank you that you have placed us here now. I thank you, Lord God. Your word says, can a nation be saved in a day? I thank you, Lord, if my people who are called by my name will repent, turn from their own wicked ways. Seek my face, I will heal their land. Lord, we just thank you. You have put us in these crazy times, but we just thank you, Lord, for those who are with us are way more than those are against us. Bless us to our body in Jesus' name. Amen.
God bless you guys. Don't forget, one o'clock today, uh, Duke of Brunswick Hotel. It's in Gilbert Street in the city. Go and support that. Um, calling all break dancers. We've got that for the uh, Walk for Life on the 11th. See Emily Waskett, please. Um, also, too, next week's our last service. And um, yeah, it's going to be an amazing break, in Jesus' name. God bless you guys. See some of you later today and next week. There's, remember, there's no Tuesday night meeting uh, between now and uh, end of January. Thank you.